Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's week, what is it, week three of Power Rangers Month 2021, and I'm totally yelling into the microphone again, and I really have to stop that, but that's okay. <laughs> you guys are all awake, I'm awake, it's fine. This week, we're doing something, fuck, this show's weird. We're doing Los Luchadores, it's an early 2000s show that mixes professional wrestling, Power Rangers, and somebody brought up the comparison to the 1960s Batman show, and I'm like, yes, it actually does very much resemble that. Yeah, I can see that, I can see that it was produced by saban and a canadian production company called shavik entertainment yeah i was gonna say i did not see a saban logo on that video yeah i did i also noticed that there weren't any like saban logos anywhere but yeah it was it was definitely produced by saban and shavik entertainment yes that's a little weird because saban is not timid about slapping his name on stuff prior to actually recording we were talking about disney and how much they suck the rights to the series are owned by disney due to their purchase of the Saban Entertainment Fox Family and Fox Kids slash Fox Children's Productions Library in 2001. Well, so I guess it's coming to Disney Plus, huh? You'd think so, right? I'm like, fuck, why not? <laughs> Give it five years. It's already been 20 years. Yeah, but it'll be another five before <laughs> Los Luchadores makes the cut. I mean, come on. They're not just dumping anything on Disney Plus. They're being they're being coy about it. They are a little bit. They've they got to string us along. They've definitely thrown up some weird shit, though. I say us like I've ever watched Disney Plus. Yay for Power Rangers month. This is our fourth time and I don't know I, I don't I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's getting weird this year. <laughs> There's another podcast you may or may not have heard of called Yo, Is This Racist? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that, that was, was all I up. could think while I'm watching this show because I can't decide. I'm watching it and I just can't decide. Is this racist or I, is this actually like kind of a celebrate? I don't know. I also can't decide. They're not all American white or Canadian white or whatever because yeah, one guy is Spanish and one guy is Caribbean black. Let's talk about the main character here first the character's name is lobo forte which means the fuck does that mean hot wolf old wolf i, I think it, it means up. powerful wolf i can google translate that shit i guess forte in english strong yeah strong wolf lobo forte the actor's name is maximo morone which is the best porn name ever <laughs> Has not done a whole lot. His last acting credit was in 2008 in a movie called Brothel. Wow. Maximo Fuerte in Brothel. That just sounds like a porn. It's Maximo I mean, Morone. Maximo Morone. His character's name is Lobo Forte. Oh, excuse me. Maximo Morone. <laughs> I was I was mistook. It's a horror drama, but yeah. He was on an episode of CSI because you can't fucking... You just can't. <laughs> Literally everyone's been on CSI at this point. I'm surprised we haven't been on CSI oh, yet. Shit. I, I say Law and Order, like I, I've said this before, I say Law and Order, but what I mean is Law and Order in any show like that. Yeah, Law and Order, and NCIS, CSI, whatever, all that shit. If you can't find an actor, order. they're either dead or on those shows. Or on General Hospital. Maximo Morone was also, I don't know if you remember this show, The Red Shoe Diaries. I do. Zalman King's The Red Shoe Diaries. He was in two episodes 
episodes of the show in season three, You Make Me Want to Wear Dresses, and season five, episode six, Hard Labor. You know, I have a couple of Zalman King laser discs. You know, I'm not surprised. I've been very open about my predilection for laser disc erotica. He is not from Spain. I swore he was from Spain because that accent was cheesy, but I bought it. But no, apparently he's he was born in California, in LA. Oh my God. Seriously? That sucks. God damn it. Wow. I feel betrayed. Me too. Fuck you, man. You know what? Come come on the show. We need to talk about this. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, come on our show. (laughs) Um, You won't be paid. Do it as a favor to the guy who's just said fuck you. But we'll start talking about your show in a minute, and then you'll see if you still like me. I have a feeling he won't after he hears what I have to say. Something something special about this man. His daughter is named Camilla Morone, and while Maximo may not be famous or even known by anybody or his daughter, he is definitely A-lister adjacent. Meaning? his daughter happens to be fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. No shit. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fucking weird? Wow. Doesn't get A-lister than that. Yeah, I was just scrolling through pictures and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That's Le... Wait. Oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And it turns out, yeah. That's Maximo Marone... Maximo... I can't even fucking say his name. Maximo Marone. He has a little sidekick in the show. His name is Turbine. Turbine. Because he's fast like a jet engine. As far as I can... As far as I can tell, he is the whitest person on the fucking planet planet and his whole job is to make quips and say like things in spanish slash english spanish with like the americanist accent ever except he's canadian but he's doing a really good american accent because credit where credit's due this is a canadian show so get your fucking shit together imdb even even calls it three young heroic canadian luchadores (laughs) one of them a girl canadian Uh, luchadores that's a thing i don't know especially in fucking canada dude wrestling is goddamn huge up there I know wrestling would be big, but Lucha Libre? Lucha Libre is super exciting, so I'm pretty sure that's big everywhere. Oh, don't get me wrong. Lucha Libre is cool as hell. I watched a little bit, like a, I watched some snippets and stuff, you know, while while we were doing this, and then also in the David Arquette movie. Lucha Libre is super cool. It's just, I don't know, it, it just seems weird, a bunch of white people doing Lucha Libre. <laughs> I'm sure a few of them are, are white, but uh, uh, wrestlers travel all over the world. There's no... They they're nomadic. It's kind of insane. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. I guess it it wouldn't be hard to have a to have a large contingent of luchadors coming through there. But so the actor's name is Levi James. He has a long last a long God, real last he, name. Even his name is like the whitest <laughs> name possible. It's very Levi James. He hasn't done anything since uh 2016. A TV show called Motive, where he did one episode. He was in an episode of Psych prior to that. A TV movie called The trainer black rain sharp as marbles <laughs> that's a great title <laughs> oh 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 that's right he was in Airbud 3 golden pup no world pup world pup but he was also in his very first acting credit i don't know who this fucking character is he was in together <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah we keep talking about it we need to eventually do that one. oh that that's so I'm, I'm so there for that that one's on youtube i wish dude mtv needs to start putting out some of their old crappy movies i would totally have <laughs> i would totally get a copy of together they have to bundle it with the cd though like i'm thinking back on how it was spelled the number two get or no ge plus her then one of the characters is like guys there's five of us so why don't we call ourselves five gather (laughs) (laughs) i've never actually seen it i i've said that right oh no i I just remember (laughs) 
<laughs> I just remember the ad campaign. That's it. No, I, I fucking love that movie. I watched it not too long ago, actually. And then there was a TV show. Like, the movie acted as, like, kind of a pilot to the TV show. Of course. Thanks, MTV. Yeah, and I watched a couple episodes of it. It wasn't great. One of the guys died in real life. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a little little kid character who's in the band. They called him... <laughs> oh, my God. They called him QT, and he had, like, some fucking rare condition, and he died. But they wrote it wow. into the movie. They wrote oh his, God. like, disease into the movie, and then, yeah, he actually died in real life. <laughs> so that's pretty fucked up. Fuck okay, him. that's a little darker than I was planning on going with this episode. <laughs> I know. Well, I think all these guys are... Well, most of these guys are alive. You know who's really alive? Let's talk about Maria Valentine real quick. Another now, person with the whitest name possible. Actress name is Sarah, Sarah Carter. Carter. <laughs> she managed to eke out a pretty good career after this. Most recently, let's see, she's got three upcoming projects. Don't really... Oh, she's in the Nosferatu remake. I didn't even know they were doing a Nosferatu remake. I mean, remake. it's entirely unnecessary, but who's directing yeah, it? Yeah. Who I mean, the hell is David Werner Herzog already did it. That is that is new to me. You know that movie? Like, this guy. You know that movie, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? How it's in the public domain and shit? Yep. So anybody can do whatever the hell they want with it? So in 2005, there was a remake, which I knew about. I never watched it, but the guy who's doing the Nosferatu movie apparently directed the remake of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Okay, so, so he's just like, hey, public domain, let's just start remaking public domain movies. But, oh, do, oh. Not I'm, that there's anything wrong with that. I want to be clear. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you've got something to bring to the project. Dude, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in with Nosferatu. Doug Jones is going to play Count Orlock. Ooh, I approve. I'm there. Okay, I'm sold. She's also in something called A Pity and His Way and none of those sound particularly interesting. That one doesn't even have a description. So anyway, she's got three upcoming projects. She was in a movie called Pearl in 2020. Business Ethics in 2019. She was in six episodes of the Flash TV show. So I mean, that that's a pretty fucking huge show. So she's doing all right. Oh, she was in Law and Order. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii Five O, Rogue, a bunch of TV. She headlined that show, Falling Skies. Oh, really? For 50 that was episodes. her. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe she didn't headline it, but she was in it oh. for fifty episodes. So, okay. So yeah, that's she, a that's she, a different. Those are two different things. I well, I, she was in a lot of episodes. I just figured she was a main character because she's hot. So, but I never watched that fucking show. Neither did I, but my ex-wife did, and I actually own the second season on my Amazon account <laughs> because when she got done with the first season from Netflix, she was like, "I want to watch the second season." buy it for me so i did and now it's still sitting there on my amazon account i've never seen the first season so i'm not about to start the second season good lord she did a lot of tv holy cow oh and she was in final destination 2 i think she plays one of the friends who dies at the beginning okay so very forgettable role unfortunately oh uh, yeah but she's she's not like a-list or anything but yeah she has a fucking career she's what you call a working actor she plays a character called um did i what did i say maria valentine right i couldn't help it the entire time i'm like i will watch this show forever just to see her it was she's rough. very cute but she's not i don't know she's not anything special she was doing it for me and i don't know why mm, okay i mean that's cool yeah maybe it's because she's the only woman in a cast of fucking weird annoying dudes it's just a sausage fest and then <laughs> it's smurfette syndrome is and what you're always saying. always always wearing a belly shirt yeah that's true it's a good look yeah i'm not mad not mad at that at all on her it, it's not a good look for everybody like you know know your strengths i'm wearing one right now and i look fucking great so i didn't say it wasn't a good look for you there's another character. This is the uh, the not mentor character, but like the the manservant character because we're doing Batman, right? The Alfred. Yeah, only he's black, so it's a little weird. I didn't think of uh, I didn't think of Laurent as 
like their servant. No, I thought I of him either. more as like their uh, their father figure, kind of. No, you know what he was? He was what uh, Spider Man's friend called the man in the chair. He's got a cool voice, and that actually plays a big part here. Uh, it's his name is Arthur Berghart, and he did some fucking voiceover work. Oh, I'll bet he was Venom in the Ultimate Spider Man video game. So that's cool. pretty cool. He was Booger in the Chronicles of Riddick video game. <laughs> No, he did. He did a lot of uh, a lot of additional voiceover work. But again, another guy who working actor, man. Yeah. While he's again, nobody. Oh, shit. He's in Killjoy. Oh, plays full moon connection. Plays homeless man. He's in Star Kid. He voices the suit. I haven't seen Star Kid. I am. I'm so into that. Oh, dude, we should do. We're going to do Star Kid. It's going to be great. This isn't a Turbo Kid situation, is it? No, no, not even a little bit. It has some cool shit in it, though. It's not a great movie, but it has some cool like kid in a robot suit fighting an alien monster thing. And it's pretty pretty sweet. You know what? Speaking of Turbo Kid. Did you hear they actually are working on a Turbo Kid video game? Oh, a video game? No. Yes, I... it's a side scroller. It's uh, it's eight bit style. It looks pretty cool. There, I, I follow the Instagram page of the developers, and they keep posting like test footage that's really silly and weird. I, I only mentioned it because on the Turbo Kid episode we mentioned that it should have been developed into a video game. Well, turns out it is. There it is. I'm I'm pretty psyched. Cool. I'm very excited. I will definitely be getting a copy as soon as I'm able to. He played Death. Astro in the G.I. Joe movie, the cartoon, back in 87. Oh, no shit. And the, and the TV show. Fuck yeah. Oh, and he, and he was oh in God. Puppies. This guy was a part of my childhood, man. Was Dev- he in Masters of the Universe too? <laughs> he was not, but he was in Transformers the movie. He played Devastator. Fuck. And he was in the GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. He played Turbo, Copter, and Talc. Oh, oh he was God. Devastator in the in, in nine episodes of the Transformers TV show, too. So This guy was a major force in my childhood. Big Between foot. GoBots, Transformers, and G.I. Joe, holy fuck. He was on an episode of The Jeffersons and Hill Street Blues and RoboForce, The Revenge of Nazgar, which is like a TV thing. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of RoboForce. Me neither. Uh, and I I've never watched like Hill Street Blues, but I did love The Jeffersons as a child, which seems a little weird, but I had an aunt who watched it a lot. Did he do anything else weird? Fuck, now I'm just like scrolling through his IMDb. It gets, no. <laughs> It's like, all right, let's see everything he's done. No, that guy, that guy's had a pretty cool, pretty cool career, and I think he's still alive, so that's awesome. He does have a great voice. I can see why he's done a lot of voiceover work. We're gonna start talking about the show proper here. Lay it on me, real quick. What did you think of the show? Just like initial shit talking. Let it begin right now. I made it sound like I absolutely hated the show, and I got a lot of horrible shit to say about it. But it's pretty fun. It's ambiguously problematic. Like I can't decide <laughs> if it's racist or not i really can't figure it out i really can't but that aside so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna completely push that out of my periphery i can't even handle that like i (laughs) i don't know i'll let someone else tell me whether or not it's racist because i honestly don't fucking know but it's a lot of fun it's super cheesy it's got pretty much everything you want in this kind of a show it's got a lot of action it's got really cheesy acting it's got colorful costumes it's not super intelligent they don't go for a lot of the deeper meaning and stuff like that in anything but you kind of expect them not to in a kids show like there was literally this opportunity for them to you know like be making 
doing a commentary on it. I, I can't remember if it was like in episode four or something is where these aliens come down and they kidnap all these people and they put them in freezers to sell them as food throughout the galaxy. <laughs> and this guy's like every human life is sacred, you know, and then they have this big fight. But honestly, they could have just they could have turned it into a commentary on factory farming or something like that. But no, they just completely ignored that. And then, you know, fucking uh, turbine at the end of it. He's like, you know, I'm actually really hungry. And I was like, yeah, why don't you go eat a burger or something? You know, <laughs> just completely unself-aware. But you expect that kind of stuff out of this type of a show. And you get it. It's occasionally hilarious. Like when they'll show these shots of what is obviously a very small room with crowds, you know, with like 50 extras packed in the corner of this ring so it looks like there are people there and then they'll cut to a stock footage <laughs> that shot. big wide shot of like wrestlemania <laughs> of or giant something. fucking wrestling arena it's ridiculous so yeah it, it occasionally has moments of hilarity like that it i don't know it was a lot of fun it's stupid it's not subtle it's not terribly intelligent it's you know it doesn't go for the highbrow concept they're not trying to layer the meanings or anything like that but what show of this genre was absolutely fucking none of them and that's okay yeah. possible racism aside it's a very fun show yeah uh this was way different than i thought it was gonna be especially i watched all Sace's review of it and he's like this show sucks i really don't want to watch it anymore and i wanted to <laughs> after watching a couple episodes i'm like dude i wanted to email him and be like dude how many episodes of this fucking show did you end up watching because it gets weird and <laughs> and i i kind of loved it i ended up watching nine episodes and it was not hard at all i i actually i like it a lot i'm curious to hear what kind of weirdness it got into because like i said i only watched those four episodes in those four episodes we got the um we had the manimal guy who was trying to turn into <laughs> every know, animal kind of, ever. Yeah, exactly. And then we had evil Chihuahua, which they and named him had, the whelp, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then we had ancient aliens um, and then confrontation in the maybe constellation. It wasn't, the one, the, the third okay. episode is the one. <laughs> It's the one where they kidnap Lobo Forte and take him to a wrestling ring in space. And that was the other one I was going to say is the the one with the uh, the Cyclops aliens. Yeah, so. which that was when I realized I'm like, oh, we're getting into some shit here. Like, I thought the Chihuahua was kind of funny. And then I got kind of freaked out by these fucking these Cyclops guys that are wearing these sunglasses. And one of them takes them off. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> the makeup it's, department. It was freaky right it was so weird it was kind of horrifying it was good it was a good effect um honestly the makeup department hopefully got paid well because they did okay it was not bad looking i mean the effects in that first episode were a little janky but then it's a pilot you know so yeah, you, yeah. You, you gotta have you gotta forgive some stuff i thought that the chihuahua was going to be the bad guy for the whole series he's the only one that keeps like coming back though but yeah it's it's monster of the week and some of the monsters get kind of weird and scary a little bit so so all right after those four so, where, where did we go? Because I'm curious. Pyramid of Doom is the one where they find a deaf deaf girl that's their friend and she's immune to their sonic devices. And that's the one where they're trying to get people to be all be food for some aliens. <laughs> I mean, that that's a pretty fucking dark storyline if you think about like a six-year-old kid watching something like yeah. that that is dark as shit okay so by stopping there you fucking missed out because i spent the whole time laughing my ass off at this episode the next episode episode five is called anxiety attacks <laughs> <laughs> 
And I will I I was kind of like I was kind of half in on this episode at first because I was like oh I just I gotta watch more and it'll, it'll be I'm like I'm kind of tired I just got home fucking like oh whoa whoa what the fuck's what 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 wait what 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 the hell's going on <laughs> it is three midgets <laughs> Lit, little people little people that, come on we're that, trying to be kind of PC that sounds way more condescending to me. <laughs> Honestly, they're midget wrestlers. I mean, come on, they're in lucha. They're in luchador masks and shit. Okay. And they're the idea is that they're pulling pranks on the city, trying to cause fear. And Turbine, for some reason, gets frozen, and Lobo has to fight them alone. But eventually, they like merge together like a little midget wrestling megazord. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, keep watching the show. No. <laughs> And, like, I don't remember the plots of any of these fucking episodes, really. I remember, like, oh I remember God. bits and pieces. Episode six is called The Whelp Strikes Back, so the Chihuahua returns. Okay, okay. And Maria goes on a date with this guy, and he ends up obviously being a fucking, being a creep, being a shill for the bad guys. So they end up kidnapping her and sending a robotic double of her to kind of infiltrate the Wolf Tower. It's where they, where they hang out. And in this episode, we also see that Turbine is into Maria. So he's all jealous of this pretty boy fucking... A big surprise there. Yeah, no shit, right? What, is she going to end up with fucking Lobo? No. Lobo Limbo. I don't remember which one that one fucking is. Oh, yes. Well, you're aware of what Limbo is, right? I assume they're talking about the Limbo. You know, I don't actually... Limbo must mean something else because this is the one where this chick, she's pretty cute. She's a cute chick. She's watching watching Lobo and Turbine do their tag team wrestling on the TV and she's like really fucking into it and she's working in this lab. She's drinking her soda or coffee or whatever the hell it is. Or her juice, I guess is what it is. I'm looking at it. And then she accidentally grabs this, this vial of gross white shit that's right oh, it's spider venom that's right next to her <laughs> juice because that's how responsible scientists do things. Of and course. it ends up turning her into a weird spider lady in this terrible fucking awesome costume i lo- i liked this character a lot she was really funny she was cute so it like helped <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah she turns into a spider and she's just trying to kidnap lobo and make him her fucking her fuck slave <laughs> All right, I'm into it. Yeah, this is this is a Patreon thing. We just go through and break up, break down all these episodes. I would totally do that. Um, the one after that is probably the, my favorite one that I actually ended up watching. It's called The Mask of Diablo Azul, and I think Azul it means blue. Mask of the Blue Devil. Mask of the Blue Devil. Okay, cool. So in that one, and by the way, they never ever ever show their faces. They never take off their masks. Yet their masks are constantly changing colors when they're like changing outfits from scene to scene. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed well, that's, that. That's important for a luchador. You can't be seen without your mask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this episode, in in Mask of Diablo Azul, they're at a mask shop. Like this guy is making masks for all three of them, and it actually does this cool camera trick. Like like so whoever was directing this episode actually knew how to use a camera, uh-huh. and it's like panning, and they start to pull off one of one at a time. Obviously, they pull off the mask, and then the camera just kind of moves with the mask, so we don't actually see their faces. And it's actually a oh, pretty it's, cool. a, it's a pretty neat thing. But then there's a fucking mask in this guy's like storage thing and he's had it for years and his family didn't destroy it for some reason but this bad guy comes and steals it it's supposed to like if you look into its eyes it like possesses you and want and makes you want to want to wear it he can avoid it because he's used to it and he's been doing it for years so this bad guy this guy robs his store he comes in and steals the mask puts it on becomes this blue asshole and then of course lobo and turbine have to go kick his ass turbine also created a remote control for the 
for their little hideout. So he just pushes buttons and makes lots of noise and does annoying shit for the whole episode. Until, of course, they kick this guy's ass and he puts on the mask Turbine does because he cannot resist. And then it's and Turbine Fuerte versus Turbine. Yeah, he turns into a cra- he's crazy evil. Like when he puts on the mask, it immediately takes hold and like horns grow out of his head and shit. It is kind of awesome. He's just painted blue. There is definitely a part of me that would love to write for a show like this. Oh, dude, you could get away with fucking anything. Like you could just like whatever you think could think of. If you could just keep it on budget and keep it PG, you know, or, or, you know, hard G maybe. Yes. E10 plus. Did you watch the end credits of any of the episodes? Uh, Did you see them? I just saw the Los Luchadores song over and over again. They do little little snippets from the show that's going that are going to happen, and there's a fight that you see in the graveyard in the cemetery. If you saw that, that's from that episode. And I wanted to watch until I at least made it there because I thought. Oh, I did. Um, I I mean, I did see that what looked like a zombie battle. Yeah. Um, in the in the opening credits, or Uh, was it in the closing credits? It's in the closing credits. So, all right, yeah. Then I did see that because I remember thinking, huh, that seems a little uh, little edgy for a kids show. He's brainwashed a bunch of people into being his like little minions and stuff, and now he's at a cemetery. He's trying to raise the blue devil from the dead. It's really it's really (laughs) dark. It's really weird, and it's really kind of awesome. I missed the brain drain episode, which is episode nine, but I did make it to episode ten, which I kind of accidentally watched because I it was just there. What's the brain drain? Brain drain. I don't know. I didn't watch this one. Uh, Lobo Forte's old friend, Dr. Maxine Harris, has invented the ion particle stabilizer, which would become a destabilizer if it overheats. The invention would help in stabilizing the ozone. Unfortunately, the ion particle stabilizer attracts the attention of the whelp, yay, who uses an invention to switch minds with Lobo Forte so that he can, oh, he can use his body to get past the security system guarding it. Oh, fuck. I'm sad I missed that one. Remember the ozone? Yeah. Remember when we had one? No, that was the thing is the, um, I know. (laughs) The hole repaired itself like that. Like that was a big deal. People were afraid there was not going to be an ozone. And by eliminating that whole carbonated fluorocarbon thing, which I mean, that was only part of it, I'm sure. But the ozone repaired itself like that was cool. Well, good. Thank you, ozone, for being self-sustaining. And thank you, science, for, you know, guiding us to the right taking the right steps on that. But back in the 80s, everyone was convinced, you know, there wasn't going to be an ozone in the future because we were destroying it, but we ended up taking some science-based steps and, you know, eliminating a few things that were causing the problem, and, and the ozone made a comeback. So if we would, you know, just listen to fucking science, maybe we could uh, make some progress on this climate change thing. But people don't listen to science. People don't listen yeah, to know. science it's a because crazy idea. science says, wear masks, it helps people, and they're like, I'm not wearing a mask, scientists aren't telling me that I'm giving up my rights to fucking have to wear this mask it's uncomfortable and i'm gonna get co2 poisoning and rashes and die and i'm like co2 poisoning how does the virus make it right through the mask but you can't fucking breathe i'm very confused yeah like your logic means nothing and when did you all become scientists like i swear to god the second this pandemic started government scientists were like yeah we should probably do this thing and this thing everybody became scientists they were all the smartest people on the fucking planet no that's been going on for a while now it just became way more obvious then like because anti-vaxxers aren't a new thing well no 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 not anti yeah anti-vaxxers are definitely not a new thing but all the people that i was surrounded by never did that until this started and yeah now it didn't hurt that uh well or rather it didn't hurt their cause that uh we had a nut job in the white house who was <laughs> absolutely willing to pander to any of these idiots as long as they would praise him for it 
If you just drink bleach, it'll all go away. I didn't say wow. it. Trump did drink bleach. I don't know actually <laughs> what he said, but a bunch of people were drinking bleach. I guess I don't know what I don't know exactly what he said either. But it was it wasn't like drink bleach. It wasn't that flagrant. I don't think, <laughs> but it was something like you know maybe maybe just a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking questions. You know, like it was something like that. Plausible deniability, but still suggesting the idea. So he's talking in circles like an asshole because he doesn't actually know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do on this show. That is not what the president is supposed to do. Could you imagine if one of us was the president? Fuck. I would let all the smart people make decisions for me. I'd just be such a total puppet because I wouldn't know what to do. I'd, I'd just go into lockdown. I'd just suffer from lock-in and then people would just tell me what to do and I'd just, I'd just follow robotically because I'd be so terrified of how badly I was fucking everything up. It's like anybody who accuses any president, be it Obama, Trump, Bush, Clinton, whatever, of being a war criminal and shit like that. It's like, I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, you are wrong by saying that he's he's one as opposed to all the rest of them, because realistically, these guys are of, have so much power that it's impossible for them to make decisions that don't <laughs> ultimately kill millions of people at some point. I know that's a hard job. I'm not going to like lie. Th- that's too. That's a lot of fucking power. Like you can't even wrap your head around that as a normal citizen. I get overwhelmed at the idea of how much I fucked up my kids lives and there's only three of them. Yeah, that happens. You know what? though you probably did and no i did definitely did. they're they're going to murder you in your sleep one day yeah probably your daughter is definitely going to be the one to do that you know you'd think so <laughs> just she, just from all the attitude i've heard her give you she's the one who looks like she is but she's i'm telling you she's that she's that person who walks into a bar and starts talking a lot of shit and then as soon as somebody gets up in her face is just like immediately backs down but she's talking mad shit on the way there you know and then she'll talk a lot of shit afterwards but when confronted with any actual resistance she just immediately you know just backs down the one who i'm worried about is my youngest because he's so sweet and so nice and so completely secretive about what he's actually thinking and feeling he's the one who's probably a secret serial killer but suffice to say no i won't blame them at all when they murder me in my sleep i just i just hope they let me stay asleep for it you know like like don't wake me up and then murder me like that's a dick move come on like all right i was a piece of shit but like can't you just like let me off the hook for that one you know you know what they're gonna do absolutely kill me but so our 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 review of a kid show is gonna get really dark here soon right now (laughs) what they're gonna do all three of them are going to be there the the little one is going to be is going to be the ringleader and all the other ones are going to be like well why why are we doing this and he's like it must be done right that's <laughs> that, that that's his thing they're gonna have he's the jacob of the group <laughs> they're gonna have just just paper just regular paper you're gonna have your shirt off they're gonna they're gonna pull down the covers they're gonna paper cut your nipples bite the heads off cinnamon bears <laughs> and put them on there and you're gonna Ow. wake up <laughs> that's just the beginning that's just how they're gonna wake you up before they <laughs> Fuck, man. (laughs) I didn't know they had so much hate in them. It's not hateful. It's fun. (laughs) For them. Yeah, I guess. This is another one where there's not a whole lot of substance. Every episode kind of flows the same, but I do need to bring up this. The last episode that I actually ended up watching, it's called, you'll like this. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it's it's called, it's a mud, 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 mud world. (laughs) I haven't seen the movie, but I'm aware of it. It's a mad, 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 mad world, which is basically just rat race before rat race was a thing. Well, technically rat race is just, it's a mad, 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 mad world. That's why I said before it was a thing. 40 years later or whatever. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The angry video game nerd calls that his favorite movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Not. Oh, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think rat race should be anybody's favorite movie. Not that I don't like rat race. It's a perfectly fine comedy. Like it's, it's okay. But, uh, (laughs) 
yeah favorite movie i i would yeah. look askance so this episode is about every every episode starts with a with a wrestling match some of the wrestling is okay to it's, it's all like really bad to kind of okay i'll tell you which match i liked was the one with him and the alien guy when he grabs the translator there's a scientist and his kid and his kid's all excited because hey he's like hey if if lobo won tonight that means there's gonna be a mask making competition and this kid's mask is really shitty and dumb looking <laughs> okay and his dad's like well i can't take you because i'm busy because we're doing that in this half hour show naturally so he's it's, gonna go it's down there the 2000s yes so the kid goes down there by himself but the dad sticks around and he's got a vial of something i don't know what it is i guess it's mud but he creates this huge fucking gross ass mud monster it's all slimy and icky the hand like just pops up out of this thing and it looks really gross but once the thing becomes fully formed i'm looking at it and rachel's sitting next to me she's like ew and i look at her and i'm like it's the fucking <laughs> it's the fucking golgoth and shit demon from dogma it was it looked almost exactly like that i mean it, like it, they just bought the prop secondhand from view askew it was a way way <laughs> shittier costume but like that's exactly what it reminded me of it was fucking nice crazy. nice and of course like the chick is looking she looks good in whatever outfit she's got going on there she she's very early 2000s with the way she dresses yes that's true very much so i should have kept watching after this i just realized the next episode right after it's a mud 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 world it's called here comes the <laughs> here comes the sludge <laughs> But the, the mud guy comes back, I guess. And the, next the world epi- was not ready for Los Luchadores. The fuck no. I wasn't ready for it. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish it because this is ridiculous. I had so much fun watching this. I was laughing so hard like most of the time because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's real rough and maybe potentially kind of sort of racist. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about that one. Oh, the doggy does have a name. What is it? So it, uh, the character's name is Welp. The Welp after he becomes all smart and stuff, which we'll talk about here in a minute. We'll talk about the first episode to just kind of it's per- talking about the chihuahua the chihuahua's yeah. name is the whelp yes and he's okay the doggy's name is cuervo oh <laughs> <laughs> like the psycho from escape from new york i was thinking jose cuervo but yeah yeah i guess that makes sense that is more popular than escape from new york isn't it in the in the show before he becomes the whelp his name is caesar and he's the pet of dr jacob mueller there's a whelpette Oh, okay, yes, there are whelpets. Oh, the whelpets are his are his ladies who carry him around, They're right? They're prostitutes that he picked up on the street, I think. <laughs> I'm not entirely well, sure. They never say that. Like it they just they just look like 90, 90s or early 2000s prostitutes and then they're carrying him around everywhere doing his bidding like they never actually so like that would have been a tad edgy to throw into a children's show yeah but they were they were definitely prostitutes just for fun just to refresh my memory a little bit I was watching wrestling with regret and he did a review of this show he showed a clip from an episode because he's like oh they're trying to be power Rangers kind of and they're not really doing a good job of hiding it because there's an episode where the whelp actually says go go bone Rangers or something or bone warriors and he like sings the song his like now that's a porno his foot soldiers are called the bone warriors and i think he's the only one with like actual actual like foot soldiers to fight the good guys with let's just call them what they are they're They're not putties they're not putties they're bone warriors (laughs) (laughs) we are absolutely 12 years old aren't we (laughs) i didn't realize it was gonna sound so funny when i said it out loud Oh yeah, by the way, the second the second episode Bad to the Bone was also where I realized that this like I didn't didn't quite know how weird the show was going to get yet, but I was into it at that point. I think I was sold by the second episode cuz that's the one where they have to find the skeleton of the pirate. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
And then it it ends with Lobo Forte showing up and throwing the skull at the dog. What was the name of that pirate anyway? Some French name. I don't fucking know. I can't remember because I'm see. trying to figure out who played him because they looked familiar. Louis Andre Lafitte. I feel like that had to have been higher up in the in the credits. It looked like Jason Mewes in really bad makeup. <laughs> Definitely not Jason Mewes. He was too busy doing drugs at the time. Oh, yeah. This was 2000. So that would have been like right in the middle of his uh, decline, right? Yeah, it was, it was. it was starting to get pretty rough at that point. Oh, speaking of which, I finally picked up a blu-ray copy of jay and silent bob strike back i was going a little crazy with the cheese whiz at the pawn shop yesterday and i bought so many movies that the guy was like well the program we have won't allow me to input all of these so (laughs) i'm going to give you the cheap ones for free who censored roger rabbit probably a chihuahua Because the first episode of Los Luchadores is called I Chihuahua, which makes very little sense because the Chihuahua isn't the bad guy yet. Yeah, I think it's mostly like because they're Them. setting up the origin of the whelp. Them trying to That's be not a very cute. good name. The whelp. Actually, I, I do you know what whelp means? I know what whelp means. I just don't think it's a good name. I had to look it's it not, up because I was curious. It's no Rita Repulsa or Lord Zeg. It's or not Zed. Is it Zed, Zed or Zeg? Get your Zed. shit together. Lord, it's no. That's right. Lord Zeg is from the Warrior and the Sorceress. Bring me something amusing. I'm trying. You keep on, keep on <laughs> sidetracking me. Aichiwawa. So the very first thing we see in this fucking thing is really bad wrestling. Lobo Forte and Turbine are a tag team and they're wrestling these other idiots. It looks like they're doing their own wrestling, which is kind of cool. I don't know if they are or not but it's it's shot it kind of looks like they're actually the ones there doing it at least some of it yeah and that's always yeah. good i like i, I, I agree like i think they i think they deliberately chose people with good physicality specifically for that reason so you could have them doing those wrestling scenes which admittedly are not expertly staged or anything but you know exciting enough for what they're trying to do with this show i will say it would have been nice to see some hispanic faces under those masks you know just to i mean if you're going to do a luchador show at least have some mexicans well i looked up the creator of the show hoping hoping that (laughs) he would have had a little uh let's call it flavor (laughs) let me guess his name is like brent or something like that not even his name is sean (laughs) that's just that's exactly the same vibe come on Brent and Sean. He is the whitest white boy you have ever seen in your life. I'm a little... <laughs> right, that's it. This is full-blown racist now. He has produced a ton of shit. Colossal, 1922. Like, he's done stuff that people actually know. The Interview, Horns, Assault on Wall Street, In the Name of the King, The Two Worlds. So some Uwe Bull movies. What? Also. The Uwe Bull movie? Yep, and Rampage. They're... Oh, Jesus Christ. He did a lot of fucking Uwe Bull movies. Postal. Oh, my God. In the Name of the King, the first one. Seed, Blood Rain. Good lord, alone in the dark. Okay, so he's he's just partnered with Uva Bowl at this point. Apparently. He knows a good thing when he sees it. Oh my god, he produced <laughs> What the fuck? What is what is wrong with this guy? He produced the Mighty Ducks Game Changers show that just came out. <gasps> what? Who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> Jesus, his IMDb is fucking stacked, dude. Good lord. Sorry, everybody. I really got sidetracked. I was so fucking surprised by what I just discovered about this guy. It's just, that's a lot. Yeah, he produced The Good Doctor, and he produced The Barbarian and the Troll, which is uh, a Netflix show based on... Wait, it's been a Netflix show. It's a Nickelodeon show. Okay, wow. He is all over the place, too. Like Firefly Lane, lots of, it looks like, Hallmark stuff. This isn't a Saban situation where you pretty much know where you what you're getting this guy is like he produces 
everything from fucking Hallmark movies to independent comedy sci-fi to horror. He produced an episode of Charmed, one episode. I mean, granted. This guy must be worth a lot just because it doesn't seem like he ever says no to anything. What did I just stumble into? Here's a fucking podcast. Review one thing from, you know, review everything that he's ever done. That would keep us busy for (laughs) 10 years. Good luck. Doesn't he have something like 400 credits or something like that? It's only like 243. Oh, excuse me. 243 credits. It would take us the rest of our lives to to do these one a week okay well cocaine godmother oh (laughs) now i kind of want to watch the stuff this guy's produced he did only produce nine episodes of los luchadores so he's the show creator though so but they probably had creative differences towards the late middle after the mud episode he was like all right i don't know if i can handle the direction you're taking this well the funny part is a mockery of the show that i created well Granted, I don't know what order these are supposed to be in. Like, obviously, the first episode is the first episode, and the second one kind of is the second one. But after that, like, you could watch these in any order, and it wouldn't matter. It's funny how those Power Rangers shows were all kind of like that. Like, the first two were interconnected, and then after that, it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, with, with, uh, with especially the first season of Power Rangers, it was like the first episode, and then you can kind of dabble a little bit just to like, hey, they have this power now. They have this thing and this thing. And then you just skip a right to fucking green with evil and that's when the story continues i mean i get why you do that you do it that way fuck he he co-produced the wicker man he he was a line producer on slither no like i was saying i understand why you do him like that because this type of a show lives in syndication like that's what it's all about is the syndication so you want it to be able to be watched sporadically and you don't want like one continuous story going into the next and the next to the next it's not fucking walking dead you know yeah they do that now really it's more contained because there's only like one season at a time and each season is a new team and a new story and all that yeah i i I can see why they would just because the whole the whole way we watch television changed with with streaming and binging oh yeah no syndication binge watch syndication isn't dead but it's not really that i mean syndication is streaming now yeah yeah pretty much that is exactly what that is charlie horse music pizza what the fuck i'm so happy that we found he started off producing lamb chop yeah i saw that everybody this got super weird i was not expecting it to go in this direction but holy shit this guy has literally produced something from every genre you could possibly think of and he hasn't even been doing it that long like he's been doing it since the mid 90s yeah like well i mean he he did he did lamb chop in the early 90s but like that's it like until the until the late 90s all he did was lamb chop so this guy's name is sean williamson he's a he's from British Columbia or some shit, and he's a busy motherfucker. Collecting checks left and right, though. Much respect, even though you might be kind of sort of racist, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, possibly. I'm not really sure, but you made a fun show that might be not so... Let's call it racially clumsy, like uh, Jordan Peele would say. Okay, yeah, I think that's that's safe. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say uh, I can believe that there was no malice in it, (laughs) But it's definitely racially clumsy. Yeah, at least. Let's talk about this goddamn first episode. All right, fuck it. Let's break it down. So like I said, shitty wrestling. Don't know who the wrestlers are. I went through the stunt guys and I don't recognize any of them. He just got spanked on the butt. Who, Turbine? (laughs) Yeah, the... The guys like pull out like a zapper from the side of the ring and they they knock him down and they smack him on his ass with it. Like, what the hell is even happening? What is this show? It's so weird. You just got to love it. You can't hate it. Clearly, they're not being serious about this. Like, you have to go into it knowing that it's stupid. Again, 
watching it for what it is it's pretty fucking fun granted for what it is you can't watch this and expect you know whatever awesome action it's not the fucking expendables you know if you go in <laughs> expecting that obviously you're going to be disappointed but for a power rangers knockoff this is pretty fucking fun i absolutely see why it didn't last more than 16 episodes though i 100 uh, yeah. understand it's not really doing anything to stand to stand above the crowd you know it's 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 firmly in the crowd after he gets very very vigorously poked in the butt by the way like they they really they go they cup it and they fucking slam into him real hard next if you ever if you ever watch that first like two minutes again just look at that then turbine ends up pulling out this thing and i'm really not sure what it is and then lobo's like we don't cheat and he's like fine bitch I won't cheat. Well, th- so they win. They obviously win because they win in every fucking episode because that's just can't have our heroes losing in the first two minutes of the show. It's that kind of show. Hey, the Power Rangers. Now the Power Rangers lost occasionally, but he tags Lobo and Lobo's the he's the fucking John Cena of the of the luchador world, I guess. Do you realize John Cena wasn't even a thing yet when this came out? Yeah, he was uh, like mid 2000s, wasn't he? Yeah, he, I think he was probably I think he was training, but he yeah, nobody knew who he was. That's that's so weird to me. And now he's one of the biggest wrestlers of all time that was cool he did undertaker's old school thing where he walks on the ropes and flips the guy over but you know they win uh, are you just watching through it as we're talking about yes it i am right when the match is over the the bell rings and then the dude holding his dog holding the whelp like a trap door opens underneath him and he fucking disappears right after the opening credits lobo and turbine are walking out they're they're ready to they're ready to leave and these kids go oh my god lobo we want autographs and he's like yeah okay cool just don't push if you push you go to the back of the line you little shits that's exactly how he said yes. it too and he's like he's like uh their kids are like what do you ever take off your mask he's like no i never take off my mask it's the way of the luchador or whatever and then then my thought is like do you wear it in the shower too <laughs> You know what this show needs? What this show needs nudity is like a modern update where they actually make it with real Lucha Libre wrestlers, right? They bring in real luchadors. They really make it cool and fun and like really get into the whole Lucha Libre thing, you know, like like really make it a mythology of this hero world, you know, where where they're not just entertainment, entertainment wrestlers. They're real warriors who are protecting the earth, you know? Oh, dude, I'm That's down. What, Yes. That would be fucking awesome. And that, I think, would stand out in a crowd. I'm into it, dude. I love shit like this. I'm I'm there for it. I am and 100% you have, and on you board. Have, <laughs> and you have the shot. At some point, you know, it gets dramatic. And the wrestler's in the shower soaking his head <laughs> with his mask on. <laughs> Well, you can't do that now. You got me all, you got me going all like, this is going to be serious and intense and it's going to be fucking awesome. And no, like, it's a kid's show. So it has to have a, it has to have a silly heart. It has to have a heart that's playful. But it's not for the kids. It's for me. No, it's not for no, you. It's, it's for, for me. the kids. No, <laughs> but it has to be for me. You fucking man child. Because I'm the not only everything person, is for you. I'm the only person who even knows about this show. So you know who else it would be for. <laughs> We're definitely a small group. That's for sure. <laughs> the fucking three people who have watched this show. We've all reviewed it too. So the kids are, you know, asking them a bunch of stupid questions and they're about to sign autographs and then they get the calls on their little wrist phones and they're like, we got to go. We got to go fucking save the world and shit. And then these kids are like, but oh, we didn't get our autographs. And he's like, I'll tell you what, you send me your address. I'm a strange man. I'm kind of creepy looking. <laughs> send me your address. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. And then Turbine's just over there. He's in the back going, don't don't do it that's how i got here don't do it don't do it 
that's not really what happens. Lobo is a very virtuous and nice man, and he says, send me your addresses and I will make sure you get an autograph in the mail. Lobo is everything you wanted a hero to be when you were a kid. And then they he's drive charming, off. He's charming, he's handsome, and he's always doing the right thing. And you never have to look at his dumb fucking face. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maximo. Uh, they get to, I believe it's the mayor's yeah. office, and the mayor has this laptop, this chunky, fucking thick laptop, and he has a picture of the guy who disappeared on it. And then he's like, this is the guy who probably took him. He's paralyzed, and he has weird, creepy bug eyes. So yeah, oh, the bad guy in this episode got paralyzed by the fucking doctor for after he experimented on him, and he tried to murder him, and then he went to jail. No, the guy experimented on himself, didn't he? Not yet. Oh, I thought he experimented well, on himself. I guess they did. he did experiment on himself, but they got, in, they got into a little... A little tussle and then he ended up paralyzed oh okay all right yeah suffice to say he blames dr cuervo or whatever the hell his name <laughs> Cuervo's is Cuervo's the dog <laughs> okay whatever he blames the doctor who has the dog for his situation this dude's walking on crutches and shit and we're supposed to be intimidated when we can just kick out the crutches and he'll just fall over <laughs> And he says, tonight you're going to make me whole again. You're going to give me legs. Kind of sounds like he's going to chop off his fucking legs, but he's not. Because it's not this kind of nope. show, and that's unfortunate. Although it is a medical experimentation show. It's just not that kind of medical experimentation show. No, it still gets pretty dark, right? Like, with the fact that he is paralyzed, the fact that he gets his legs back and he's all happy, and then they have to defeat him by ruining his legs again. It's not that they're ruining his legs. It's that they undo yeah, yeah. all the genetic modifications he put in himself like they're not that, breaking his legs which would have been awesome yeah they're, they're just <laughs> uninstalling all of the modified dna or whatever they decided to call it i don't i don't remember which i always Suffice call it splicing. To say, there you go okay splicing yeah they they un gene splice all of this shit which and, i learned uh, from batman beyond the first animal they splice into him is uh a cheetah because you know cheetahs have legs well it, i think it's because cheetahs run so fast and he wants to not only have legs but have the best legs I feel like it's a bad idea. Every time I every time I blink and look up, something fucking weird is on the screen too, so it keeps making me laugh. So the first thing he, after he gets injected, he looks at his foot and it has claws poking out of his shoes and then he lifts up his pant leg and and his leg is all hairy and cheetah colored and shit. He's trying to walk and he's, you know, having trouble, but he's he's getting there and he's very excited and he's like, "I've got my groove back." And he's overacting and chewing the scenery like you would not believe and it's fucking great. I think that's what kept it from being really dark is just his commitment to the camp of the whole thing. Like he just goes straight to 11 every line. You can't not. Like they really are going for a Batman 66 kind of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The wise cracking sidekick, the goofy looking superhero guy and the girl who doesn't actually get to do anything <laughs> who serves no purpose other than to have a vagina and a okay. pretty face in sarah terms. carter well, sarah I'm carter assuming. i will steal you from your man no i won't because he's pretty and no he's not no he's not pretty oh my god do you know who she's fucking married to he must have a huge cock now i've gotten curious i have to google sarah carter kevin barth oh my god <laughs> yeah i know right he looks like a senator that's what i fucking said like <sighs> she's so hot i mean i'm mean, without the mask she is super hot yeah i don't know how the fuck that happened wow <laughs> he really looks like a low-level senator you've <laughs> never heard of how long until he's tapping his foot under a fucking bathroom stall <laughs> 
he's definitely got the look. But I think he's actually a film editor. I'm sure he's very successful. Or maybe he's just really nice. Maybe he's like the sweetest guy. He looks, is that, I'm trying to figure out if that's actually him though, because I got on his Instagram and it looks, he looks a lot different. I would hope so. I would hope that's not what every picture of him looks like. God, I fucking hope not. Unless he is a senator. (laughs) No, it still says film editor, spouse, Sarah Carter, married in 2015. Let's check out his net worth. Jesus Christ. I think you found it. $17.3 million. What the fuck? (laughs) For editing shitty movies that nobody said. What the hell? This episode is upsetting me. Maybe he's got an executive producer credit no one knows about. Good Lord. Anyways, back to this this fucking episode. So Lobo and, uh, the fuck's his name? They show up at this, like, this lab and they're, they're in their black suits. So they both have these black masks on. So they obviously change, which you do see them take off their masks at at points throughout the show. I didn't in the four episodes I watched. You never once see them change into those masks though. They take off the suits and then their masks are back to normal again. Interesting. Lobo's car fires missiles out of its eye, which is weird. Like a a wolf head (laughs) pops out and you think the missile's going to come out of its mouth, but then it like pops out of its left eye and it looks like an eyeball. Yeah, I remember that. That was a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. This show's this show's weird. Like I said, I told you, didn't I text you? I'm like, dude, this show is fucking weird as fuck. I told you that. Yes, you did. Were you prepared? Yes, you did. (laughs) Did you believe me? I mean, you said the villain was a was a chihuahua, so I figured it pro- it was probably a little odd. I did lie to you a little bit. I told you that he was a half robot chihuahua, and I don't think he's a robot. I think he just has armor on. Uh, it looks like a cybernetic eye. Does it? So maybe he's maybe he is like a cyborg Cause that's, chihuahua. Because that's never explained. He just kind of shows up and he has all that shit on him. He doesn't have it at the end of the first episode. <laughs> no, when he turns into whatever he's turning into. Apparently, he modded that eye onto himself deliberately. Well, he is a super genius now. Oh, that's true. And he does that's have true. he does have two hooker slaves to fucking put stuff on him. <laughs> he makes so many dog related puns. <laughs> like every line. Throw me they a bone. found a dog pun. <laughs> I love it. Well, Turbine gets all the puns, too. So I guess they're just having a pun battle. It's always weird when Turbine's like, OK, Hefe, <laughs> Exolate. Yeah, uh, Maria does that, too. Let's vamanos. <laughs> they're the two whitest people I've ever seen in my life. And they're fucking. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't sit well. It's so weird so this is a very strange experience yes not yeah. a neg- not not a bad experience just strange oh it's very strange getting back to the episode turbine and lobo make their make their way in they fight a couple henchmen while the bad guy gets away with a disc with a cd-rom that he copied a bunch of science <laughs> shit on and he's a cheetah cd-rom yeah so he's a cheetah and he runs really really fast i don't think cheetahs can run that fucking fast so i don't know what they're doing exactly yeah he literally becomes a blur not a very fast blur either just a blur because because that means he's going cgi blurred him while he walked across the room and we cut to him at another lab in like a cave or something and he has definitely been splicing with more animals now because he's got this weird lizard eye and shit he's got a snake arm too don't forget that oh so it must be like that comes back later yeah and then we come back to lobo and turbine kind of they're practicing and doing their wrestling shit and their boy wonder is getting spanked because that's what he likes (laughs) 
it seems like in every episode I watched, there's some scene of him getting his ass handed to him because he <laughs> won't learn some lesson. But it never comes around in the end to where he learns the lesson and it helps them succeed. He just fucks up and then they make fun of him. And then what's her name? Kicks his ass yep. just to show him how what a wimpy is that he's getting beaten up by a girl. And then that's it. It doesn't go anywhere. I heard what you said and I was paying attention kind of, but she was shaking her butt. <laughs> you were hypnotized. The three of them, minus Maria, so Laurent, Lobo, and Turbine, they're all sitting around this computer and they're fucking... Because that, that's what happens. He, he is the guy in the chair and they're trying to figure out what the hell is on the disc, what, what's what's going on, and the guy calls them and he does have his little snake arm and he's like, you know, this is, this is what's going to happen. If you don't quit fucking with me, I'm going to start murdering hostages. They're innocent people. Did he they have, have multiple families hostages? Yes, he had a bunch of like a security guards in a cage or some shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he uh, he turned all this. Well, OK, spoiler alert. He turned all the security guards into his manimals. <laughs> yes. And then as he's as he's busy, like yelling at them about that shit, his eyes start to get all floaty. And then a fly comes onto his screen and he whips out his tongue and fucking eats it. And he's like, tastes like chicken. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get any gear up scenes because they don't morph. They just kind of exist as these wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. When the they're fu- always in luchador. Yeah. When mode. do they sleep? Because it seems like they're wrestling during the day and being superheroes all goddamn night. Like what's justice the, never sleeps. What's the origin of this like thing that he's got going on? Don't ask too many questions. I'm trying not to, but it's really hard. This isn't that kind of show. <laughs> Again, we don't get any gear up scenes, but we do see them drive in and out of the Lobo Tower or whatever. Twelve times per episode. And the first time Which you see is the, a little ridiculous. Yeah, the first time you see it, it looks kind of cool. They're driving down the side of the building. The fire's flying out the back behind the motorcycle that Turbine's driving and the, the Mustang muscle car thing that Lobo's driving. Which and, is straight out of Cheech and Chong. So, like, literally every time he starts it up, it shows the little hula girl on the dashboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a Cheech and Chong thing. I don't know. I just it's it's a it's a Mexican car culture thing. It's pretty stereotypical. Like this was one of the moments where I was like, is this racist? <laughs> So maybe you can tell me what happens here. In every episode, Turbine goes, he says something like, we're going to go faster now on my motorcycle. And it like kind of changes shape a little bit. Like his handlebars sink down and a rope shoots out the ass of the motorcycle. Is he grabbing onto I don't the think, car? I don't think it's a rope. I think what it is, is it's like one of those braces they put on uh, on like funny cars and stuff, you know, to to keep them from going up on their back wheel because they're going, they're accelerating so fast. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because I knew nothing because i was trying to like i watched several episodes and i'm like is he like hooking up to the car so they can both get there faster or what the hell's going on but no you're probably right i did just kind of see it on the back of his bike too so that makes sense yeah again i think it's a i think it's a reference to like the bike version of the mexican car culture you know like i'm not aware of mexican bike culture but that seems like something that could potentially be one of their tropes because they took the time to show it growing off the back of the bike you know he's also like a well he wasn't really middle-aged at the time no was he yeah no he was a middle-aged white guy so maybe this was his way of going like yeah i would have done this when i was 20 years old yeah vroom vroom (laughs) i don't know because it's a muscle car and a very loud fucking annoying ugly motorcycle they both got that very particular 
particular flame paint. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. It's like very it's, uh, a lot much. Actually. I mean, hey, if that if that's your thing, God bless, but uh it's a little it's a little much for my taste personally. <laughs> so they make it to this like parking it's not a parking well, it is a parking garage, but I don't think there's any cars in it and the bad guy shows up. He he shows up and he they're like they're trying to sneak around. And he's like, You can't sneak up on me. I have like the ears of a snake or whatever the fuck Sinbad says. The ears of a bat. I want does he actually say that? Yes. I was just saying the ears of a snake because I was referencing a Sinbad quote from from uh that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger that he did. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way, thank you. I was gonna guess house guest, but or is it house guest or no, it's jingle all the way. No, no, but the one oh, oh yeah, the one with Sinbad, yeah, yeah, the like other that. one. Turbine is captured because he's the sidekick and that's that's Lobo's entire job. Saving basically saving yeah. everybody. By gorilla men who by, the by bad guy has men. turned all of the guards into. And then, you know, he's tied up. Nothing substantial happens. He's tied to a chair and he has to free himself with this water thing or whatever. He kicks a chair into this fucking gas tank or, you know, this tank of something, and it breaks the pipes and sprays all these assholes. <laughs> and then and then the doctor guy, right. the bad guy starts fucking losing his goddamn mind because because he's a cat and he hates water he's a cheetah and he hates water oh my god then lobo breaks free of course gets the keys gets turbine out and turbine well kind of gets turbine out they fight and have a little goofy thing going on it's a lot of dumb bullshit they're a good tag team though it's a good you know power rangers rescue scene it's about what i would expect from that yep i'm here for it so lobo basically body slams the scientist dude onto the onto this chair and then he gets they electrocute all the all the animal parts out of him but it's not really electrocuting because what happens i don't know this this isn't explained it just kind of happens because it happens all of this intelligence and super smartness gets get transferred into the chihuahua yeah i mean they never explain what they did to him he just falls into this chair and then suddenly he's getting zapped by these bright theatrical arcs of electricity and then suddenly the chihuahua is getting zapped by them too like nothing is explained there's no they don't waste their time trying to make it make sense (laughs) i have the subtitles on and they're auto-generated I have no idea what the fuck they're saying, (laughs) but Turbine said something. He's pain. Obviously, it was entertaining. What about about my pain, big ass, stupid web stepped on my foot? Mommy, never go to the zoo again. I don't even want to see animal crackers. what i have what the hell was that supposed to be well i remember the mommy never go to the zoo part again he he was saying remind me never to go to the zoo again i don't know what the big ass whatever (laughs) was so those auto-generated youtube subtitles are comedy (laughs) all on their own oh my so the bad guy gets hauled off to jail maria's like with his incredible hearing and speed how did you how did you how did you defeat him he's like i just exploited the weaknesses uh for each animal that was inside of him which means he just grabbed him and threw him on his back on a chair filled with magical electricity yeah don't you know that snakes don't like to be struck by lightning you remember you know what happens to a frog when it's struck by lightning the same thing that happens to everybody else or everything else excuse me the greatest line in cinematic history don't think Halle Berry is that good of an actress I don't know why they keep hiring her I disagree with you I've seen her in a few things and she's really great in them and then I've seen her in other things and it's like okay that was unremarkable she doesn't do it for me man you know I gotta say in in middle age I've come to appreciate 
appreciate how beautiful she is. I did not think she was that hot when I was younger. In the last few years, like I, I watched Catwoman for the first time just a few years ago. I was in my late 30s and I was like, God damn, she really is gorgeous. Was that at Stinkerfest? Is that the first time you watched it? I watched it preparatory <laughs> to Stinkerfest. I was reviewing movies to potentially bring to Stinkerfest and that was when I watched oh, it. She's all right. But fuck Brian Singer and his stupid rapey ass. The last shot of the fucking episode, by the way, is resequencing complete. Like, I guess they resequenced his DNA, the dog. So it nothing was transferred into him. It was just he got he got new brain wrinkles, I guess. Oh, OK. All right. As you do when you're a dog getting zapped by lightning. We've all been there. I've been scrolling through pictures of Sarah Carter while we're talking, and I found a picture of her with the original Casey Jones. Oh, with Elias Coteas? Yep. Fuck yeah. They were in Falling, or no, they were in Skinwalkers together. Oh, cool. I liked him. I thought he was a good Casey Jones. I think he's awesome. Well, this isn't Power Rangers related, but it's, you know, it's the other, it's the other big franchise. Ninja Turtles. Did you hear any of this stuff? Two new Ninja Turtles movies in the next few years. One yeah, of, I don't know how excited I am about eh, that. One of them is animated and it's going to be produced by Seth Rogen. So that's interesting, if nothing oh. else. The other one's going to be live action. It's still going to be produced by Michael Bay, but it's going to be written by a guy who is writing on Saturday Night Live and his brother. I can't remember his name, but... Is it Kyle Mooney? I do believe Beck so. Or Beck Bennett? I think it was the, the Mooney guy. Kyle Mooney is funny. Kyle and Beck are the really the only two funny people on Saturday Night Live still, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I mean, everybody's like throwaway funny, but they actually make stuff that I find legitimately compelling. Like everybody's funny in a, oh. you know, like a late night, nope. late night comedy. It's kind Col- of Colin Jost. Okay, I got no use for Colin Jost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think Weekend Update is good anymore. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in like 30 years, so. I him and <laughs> him and Michael know. Che do Weekend Update exclusively and have for the past few years. And uh, while I think Michael Che is one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen, I do not think Weekend Update is funny. Yeah, I was a little, I'm like, dude, why do you let these people fucking, I mean, we've been, we've been kind of, su- not really surprised necessarily, but we've been dealt a good hand with comedians who went into more serious darker stuff like jordan peele specifically rogan's done some good work too i'm um he has i mean his movie i'm not worried about written all of it but (laughs) yeah his movie i'm not worried about colin jost though i don't know i'm i'm willing to give it a chance he might be better at you know doing that than he is at doing weekend update don't get me wrong he's fine for weekend update but i don't know he's just he's not my guy and i couldn't give a shit either way i don't know i haven't been happy with saturday night live since amy poehler and andy samberg left after both of them were gone I was like, well, this is kind of disappointing. It's it's been going on for too long. Like I don't think it's necessarily I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's that um the casts just haven't been as strong since then and you know, like the early 2000s had like like kind of a second golden age and then uh I don't know, the the, the current cast, like I said, Beck and Kyle, very very funny guys. The the stuff they do together, I've I have loved some like some and everybody has a few hits out there, you know. Melissa Villasenor did some great stuff during the pandemic when everybody was in lockdown and they were just doing these solo videos she came up with some really funny stuff but by and large it's it's not as bad as the early 80s by any stretch <laughs> if you've watched some of that early 80s stuff joe piscopo fuck, that was rough actually piscopo was one piscopo and eddie murphy were the shining beacons of that era well nice he's in sidekicks oh he is yeah <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't seen it since the 90s. And Bo Bridges and the chick from Rambo 2. Is it uh, the chick from 
Double Dragon? Oh, yeah, that same one. Duh. That, that's the other movie. I'm like, she's in another movie that we talked about. But fucking. <laughs> but yeah, that one. I ordered the Double Dragon Blu-ray, too. Fuck yeah. Let's finish this shit up real quick, and then we can, then we can bullshit some more. So, Los Luchadores. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of talking about the sp- show specifically. We mostly talked about all the actors and all the weird shit going on, especially with that motherfucking producer. Because there's not a lot of substance here. It is what it is, and if you know that going in, if you're into that kind of thing, you'll probably like it. But if you're not into that kind of thing, you'll hate it and you'll kind of want to die the entire time you're watching it. If you're taking yourself and the show too seriously, it's going to be a joyless slog. But if you're going in wanting a cheesy good time, knowing that this is not high art, this is, you know, like basic, this is basically the children's television workshop equivalent of grindhouse cinema. (laughs) It really is. It's definitely not the worst one we've talked about for sure. But if you go in knowing that, I think there's a lot of fun to be had here if you are someone who is unable to enjoy that kind of stuff though probably stay away from it you know you're listening to this so you probably already know what it is and are at least kind of interested in it i imagine unless you thought this was a wrestling podcast if you're a person who likes power rangers month every year if you've listened to power rangers month and you're enthusiastic about all this kind of shit this will totally scratch that itch for you no question that's it that's los luchadores the weirdest show i've watched in a while from the year 2000 2001 next week we're gonna hit a property that's a little more serious i think the cgi is terrible but it was on a tv budget and they didn't have a lot to work with but it is a holy original saban show no japanese footage it's all 100 saban produced okay i'm curious what's it called it is called the mystic knights of tiernanog it deals a lot with irish folklore i think i remember hearing about this yes i've told you about it a few times i'm actually really excited about that because i this is uh, that one i actually watched when i was a kid and i'm psyched to kind of dive in and see if it at all holds up i know the cgi is going to look like garbage i've seen enough of it but i like garbage cgi from that era because it's funny i can't imagine anything being worse than vampires so as long as we don't sink to those depths i think i'll be okay the creatures look kind of shitty but it's mostly live action so it'll be all right i will try to keep an open mind (laughs) you might enjoy it at least in concept all right we'll see that'll be next week that'll that'll close out fucking power rangers month next week but before we let you go let's tell you about our social media that we do things with sometimes you can follow us on everything at the shark pod i'll post close-up pictures of my butthole and get take get it taken down (laughs) off of instagram and that's just how it kind of works that's why you never see anything because it's always my pictures of my butthole that get removed before anybody can see them look if you want the real sharks across hollywood you gotta go to our OnlyFans page yeah our OnlyFans page it's patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood see what i did there (laughs) nice because it's only for fans or people that just have money to burn and want to want to fucking give it to us for whatever reason but when you do that you can hear us talk about all the friday the 13th movies because we're in the middle of our 2021 the 13th where we're reviewing every friday the 13th movie it's august so the eighth one will be out at this point jason takes manhattan next month it's jason goes to hell which i'm kind of excited about i'm excited about that one specifically because i'm going to watch it with you and the girls (laughs) it's gonna be fun it's either gonna be really fun or they're gonna like clam up and not fucking say goddamn word the whole time you're here god i'm hoping that's not the case i really really want to get some of that some of that childish gold you keep you keep bringing into the episodes man. it's always funny because it, <laughs> it fucks with them so bad they're like oh there's a dog what are the rules can animals die here I'm like so far like only one's died and it's been eight movies so like his odds are pretty good i guess <laughs> And you never know. They got the, they got to escalate every one of them. So who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, they do. What but are the rules? What are the rules? And then I'm like, okay, so guys, we're going to watch Scream. We're going to watch Behind the Mask. You're going to learn all about this kind of shit. It'll be great. They're eight-year-old children, and I don't care. No, I care, but they can handle it because they're, like, fucking more mature than most of the adults that I hang out with, so. That's not a high bar. No, it's not, and it's really fucking disappointing. Anyways, patreon.com slash Hollywood 2021 the 13th, all that crazy good shit. We brought up audibletrial.com slash Hollywood earlier, and what was it? Who censored Roger Rabbit? I'm still listening to, uh, Lord of chaos all those black metal people can suck a fuck they're some of the worst fucking people i've ever heard about in my entire life i hate them all i hate them all so much good times i don't necessarily care if you burn down churches but can you not just randomly use uh homophobic slurs and racial slurs and fucking kill people for no reason i mean don't burn down churches either because you're just being an asshole at that point i don't know no homophobic slurs no racial slurs not killing people that's a that's a big ask for some people especially in the like 90s <laughs> my god these people are the fucking worst oh god but anyways, i do think yeah. uh who who censored roger rabbit is going on my uh as going on my to listen list oh i recommend it if for nothing else than to see how fucking weird it is like it's not gonna go in the direction you think i mean i i was not even aware up to this point that it was a book oh really i thought it was a wholly original idea no he wrote a couple sequels that kind of follow more closely what the movie was because they came out after the movie but this one is it's really something it's yeah it's hard to explain like i can't explain the things that are weird about it without spoiling things so you just need to you just need to dive in but i and recommend so it. i shall i recommend it for everybody it's fun but i think that'll do it for this week uh we'll be back next week again like i said with mystic knights of tier nanogan i'm really excited about that one and that'll that'll be the end of power rangers month for this year and it'll be it'll be sad we'll be a whole year until we get to do this again that's okay <laughs> next year all sentai promises promises oh i i promise especially <laughs> if especially if 2b tv doesn't go under by then i think I'm we're gonna, gonna call to it. it i'm promising everybody right now everybody can hear it but we'll be back next week and until then stay jawsome